the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the eighth part in our series on a spiritual checkup. This week, Dave starts looking into what the Bible has to say about our hearts. The main reading is Mark chapter 7. So we've been looking at last, since New Year, about our sight, our hearing. We touched on our tongue, didn't we? Um, uh, the other Sunday, and uh, now we're just going a little bit deeper because really the the root of the problem and the issue is our heart, our heart. Um, of course, um, that is in the Bible and, and in literature and in our sayings today. It's used as a metaphor, isn't it? Because we know the heart is just a physical organ. Of course, it is the central organ, which is really the main organ that you know is as big as my fist. That if that stopped beating. I'm off to glory. Um, it's amazing, isn't it, that our life is as fragile as that, that it's, it's only that, you know, if you put your fist up in front of you, it's, that's as big as your heart. So that's all it is keeping you going tonight. It's that beating. Your brain sending electrical signals to it to keep it going. And, of course, when uh, we look at the heart, and um, the heart really, again, they use that in, in biblical times and, and even today as our, the centre of, of who we are, isn't it? The centre of our emotions, our thought, our feelings, uh, our choices. Uh, we, we know those sayings, a change of heart, heart-rending, heart-searching, heart-strings, heart-to-heart, uh, take-to-heart. You can name them all, can't you? Break my heart. All those things. And, and it's used with that metaphor. So we understand what the heart is. It is the center of who we are. And uh, we're going to look at that and really test our hearts. And of course, if you go, if you have had any, any treatment, or they check your heart in lots of different ways, don't they? Um, they put you on a treadmill sometimes, a stress test. And uh, I go on the treadmill for a couple of minutes and I have me stress right out. And, uh, and I come off and my heart is coming through my, my chest. I'm thinking, hey, I'm careful now, Dave. And, uh, and then they, they can do a, an x-ray, an MRI, an echocardiogram. They can look at it and they, can, they, can, they pump dye through it to see how the flow is. And they can do all manner of tests to see how the heart is. And we really, really want to dig down uh, today and the next few weeks, really. And Sunday, we're talking about the hardness of heart to Pharaoh, especially on Sunday morning. Uh, the hardness of heart. And our, where our heart is, how are the state of our heart. What are, you see, because really, that's the root of the problem. And... Uh, the first thing we need to know is what is our heart like, our unregenerate heart? Because you will hear, and sadly me, may even hear from uh, the front of churches sometimes, Dave, follow your heart. Well, can I say, if you ever hear me say that, throw a tomato at me. Well, not too much. Uh, follow your heart. Well, of course, now be very careful there, because first and foremost, our unregenerate heart, the Lord tells us what it's like. Jeremiah. Heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. So, the uh, Proverbs, I, like, I, I don't know about you, but if I've ever, if I ever want to chuckle uh, when I'm reading, when I read the Proverbs, 
because the Proverbs always makes me, me chuckle because it's so, so true, isn't it? You can see it and you can see it in your own life and you can see it in, in, in life. Um, this is what uh, Proverbs uh, 21 says. Everyone thinks they are right in their own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. The Lord measures the heart. Um, so there, because why, why do you, because it is the key, the key to our seeing, to our hearing and to our understanding. Matthew 13, we've read this a few times the last few weeks, but we'll read it again. Matthew 13, 13, 15. Therefore I speak to them in Hannibal's, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which say, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and not proceed. For the heart of this people will grow dead. Their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed. Least they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Least they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. So the key is the, is the state of our heart. Because we just read Mark 7, and you can read again, Luke and Matthew, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. So our words and our actions come from our heart. And so he says, look, it, you know, it, didn't, it didn't what you eat. Or he wasn't, he wasn't giving carte blanche to being gluttony, of course, was he? He was just <laughs> making all foods clean. But he was saying, look, what comes out? And it's from the heart. So he said, there's the problem. First thing, he, he, he discerns our heart. He tells us what our unregenerate heart is like. And in, in one sense, as we'll read in a moment, he gives us a new heart. He writes his laws on our hearts. But we've got to be careful. We've got to keep our hearts uh, pliable, uh, pure, and with a, an absolute purpose. We'll come to that in a moment. But uh, So he gives us a new heart. So we have the ability now. Uh, let's read those verses which we, we, we know, but we're good to put the memory sometimes. Um, Ezekiel. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. So God gives us, you need a new heart, don't we? Our old and regenerate heart will always lead us astray. But is deceitful and desperately and no one knows the depths of it and you only go and look down through human history and you cannot believe the depths that we'll go and it's no good saying oh I'd never be remember Germany not too long ago that uh, many of the churches didn't stand up and uh, they when you, you walk through Auschwitz you think how did they get away with this but a lot of the population may have not known or maybe didn't want to know that's the thing isn't it and, and, and let it bypass, but millions. And you think, how can they, the, and how could they, the people doing it, actually look at someone who is a, is a human being and actually, you know, dismiss them as nothing? Um, but that's the desperately wicked heart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, plus they were Jews as well, uh, God's people. Um, so, the, so we need a new heart, but that's the new covenant. We've got a new heart now. Bless the Lord. 
a new heart that beats to the to a different rhythm, beats to the to, to the Holy Spirit speaking. We are more sensitive, and of course, let's again take it to the New Testament so we get uh, the other side. Um, uh, Hebrews eight. But God found fault with the people and said, "The time is coming to declare the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers." when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Amen. And that's that's the beauty of the, of the new birth. And... Um, in one sense, uh, maybe Sunday morning we'll talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, where God hardens and we harden our heart and we, we see the balance there uh, between uh, the Calvinist and the Armenian. And um, one thing they do say, and, and uh, there's a lot of truth in it, that uh, people say that you can't lose your salvation and people who go away were never saved in the first place. Now, let me just say that I got a lot of time for that, in a sense, because a lot of people I don't think really got saved at the beginning. I got a lot of time for that argument. Because when you think there's a new birth, and the law is written on my heart, you think, you know, Hebrews is very clear. It is, it is possible to walk away from yourself. It is possible. But when you think, a new heart, the law is written on my heart, it's a lot. It's a lot. It'd be difficult, isn't it, when you really have a born again experience to do that. So the new heart, and he's given us a new heart. He's inscribed it on my on my heart, and because he knows the heart is the problem. Back in Deuteronomy, we'll read a couple of verses in a minute. Uh, he knew the problem was the heart, um, and that's why he said, "Look, this is what I need. I want you to do every morning." We've heard it before. The Shama, remember. This is what the Jews say every single morning to remind themselves. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4-5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God, the Lord thy heart, and the Lord thy soul, and the Lord thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Love the Lord your God with what? All your heart. He's going right to the heart because he knows the heart is the key to love him. And uh, if he's got our hearts, then he's got our lives, isn't he? Um, and uh, this is the, the problem. Of course, he knew that was the problem because Stephen pinpoints the problem um, of the Israelites. As, and, and there are examples. 1 Corinthians 10 says, these things are written for our examples. Examples. Acts 7, this is, is Stephen's sermon, Acts 7, 39. Whom our fathers would not obey, but rejected, and in their hearts they hurried back to Egypt. There we are. It was a heart problem. It was a heart problem. Um, they saw the work of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? To see those miracles before them. We look at those plagues on Sunday and we, we see the finger of God, even the, the, the unsaved could see this is the finger of God. They saw the work of the Lord. They saw the majesty of the God. They saw him come down on the mountain and shake the mountain with his presence. Yet the Bible says in their hearts they turned back to, to Egypt. And that's why we have to keep our hearts. There's, 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 it's an interesting thing. There's a participation, isn't it? The Lord gives us a new heart. But in Ezekiel 18 he says this. 
make yourselves, fashion yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. See, there's that participation. What does the Lord say? Work out. We can't what God has put in. God has put in His Spirit, His energy, His DNA, in a sense, if you like, in us. We have to work it out. And He says, "Keep your heart. Keep your heart." Um, so the, the proverb says, "Now guard your heart." God. Proverbs four twenty three. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep guard, watch with all diligence. Because out of it, the issues of life. So Jesus picks that up, didn't he? As we just read in Mark 6, out of the heart, out of the heart. And uh, our actions, behavior, our speech, all those things reveal our hearts. Reveal where our hearts are, reveal where the state of our heart. Um, if, if, we are, if, if the Lord is at the center, why? Because that's our passion. What does he say? Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Um, we'll maybe come back to that in a moment. But So guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guide your heart. Proverbs 23, 17, 19. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. There is surely a future hope for you. Your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, and be wise, and keep your heart on the right path. Keep your heart on the right path. Guard your heart. Guide your heart. That's what the Lord's asking us to do. All those things. So he's asking us to keep our hearts. Keep our heart pure. Keep our heart pure. Um, Psalm 24. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has a clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They were receiving blessings from the Lord and vindication from God, their Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. See, we have who can ascend to the hill of the Lord, and we have we have who can, and but also gives us the the antidote of the clean heart, the one who seeks the Lord. You see, when we're in the presence of the Lord, those things that we may even think it's not too bad, don't we? Not too bad. The Lord reveals, and he? he exposes that those things. And uh, they may not be too bad, but they're not the best. You see, God's always in for the best. And then we, well, before we've said this many times, our, our question is, because we always want to err on our side, is it wrong? That's never the question to ask. It's the wrong question. We, all, we always ask, is it right? See? There's, so we err on God's side. You know, some things may not be wrong, but they're not right. <laughs> and we're going with the Lord because why? Because we want to make sure our heart is clean. Our heart is clean. Uh, psalm fifty-one, that fantastic psalm of David after he had uh, sinned and fell. Create in me a clean heart. Oh, and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. See, a, a dirty heart takes the joy away, and it cuts off. Uh, something from our fellowship with the Lord. So keep a clean heart. Keep a clean heart. That is, that's our, our, our job, our participation. Um, Psalm 190, we know his verses, how can a young man keep himself pure and clean? Get in the word of the Lord into his heart. I treasured the word of the Lord in my heart, therefore I did not sin against you. Get in his word, get in his presence. So keep in a clean heart, a pure heart. Also, uh, keeping a 
soft heart, not a hard heart. You see, hardness of heart can come very easily. Even, even, even the, the disciples had hard hearts. The, the Bible says they didn't understand. Hardness of heart means we're not listening, then we can't listen. It's, a, it's self-fulfilling, really. We don't listen, and then we can't listen because we're hard, and we're not understanding, and we're not trusting, we're not believing because we have hardness. I would even suggest we can be hard in specific certain areas and, and soft in other areas. Isn't that interesting? We can be. And that's why the Lord said, keep soft heart. Um, in the New Testament, so- hardness of heart comes in two, two ways. The one is dryness, where we become dry. And the other, uh, a word becomes, it's, it's to petrify, become like stone. And both there, we'll probably look at those on Sunday morning, uh, we, we dry out. Or we become like stone. And God says, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Uh, Psalm 95, which, which uh, is used many times in the New Testament. A number of times, I should say, many. Psalm 95. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah. As you did that day at Massah mm-hmm. in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me, they tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are people whose hearts go astray. They have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Hardness of heart, and he picks it up. Of course, in Hebrews, he, he says it that a number of times. He takes those that particular instance where they were coming out of Israel, remember, and they they didn't have water, and they were mourning and groaning. They became hard, they became bitter. Um, bitterness always brings hardness of spirit and hardness of heart, and that's why he says, "Keep close, keep let the water of the Holy Spirit, the water of the Word, keep us uh, moist and, and supple." And the pliability. Um, and that's saying, Lord, have your way in every area. Be glorified in every area. Be Lord of every area. And uh, because otherwise, in Hebrews he says, watch out for each other so you won't be having an unbelieving heart that becomes hard. So we must be always careful of that because that can creep in to all of us. So there's, there's, a, there's a, a hardness of heart. But also there's the whole heart. The whole heart, um, to, to love him with our whole heart. Because if we are really honest, I wonder if the Lord has my whole heart. Uh, and the psalmist understood this, uh, Psalm 86, 10 to 12. For you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all of my heart. I will glorify your name forever. You see, again, we we go back uh, last few weeks to be proactive um, with with the word. Enact the word. Um, So, He's saying there, Lord, give me an undivided heart, and now I will praise you with all my heart. Now I will fear you with all my heart. See, there's things we can do to keep ourselves right there. Um, when we say where my heart is, my treasure is, we, if we invest in the Lord, in the kingdom, with our time, with our money, and all those things, we invest, you know, our heart is there. 
Our heart is there. So we spend time with the Lord. We spend time in, in, in fellowship. We, 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 we give to the work of the Lord. We give to the kingdom of God. And you know what? There our heart is. And as we said, whatever we invest in, our heart is there. So um, maybe, maybe some of us have got some stocks and shares and got pensions. And uh, we, we probably don't, don't open the paper the last few days, isn't it? We're going through the floor. And uh, we just say, well, Lord, is in your hands. <laughs> and you know it, it, that's but you see if, if that's all we have I tell you what no wonder people are afraid isn't it that because they, they've invested in it their treasure is there so their heart is there their heart is there but God says give me a, a, a whole heart Lord not an undivided heart because we see that in the New Testament he says Lord you're asking the Lord yet you're undivided you're asking him but you're not you vacillate the words vacillation. You're two-minded. You're two. You're double-minded. And then he says it in in, in Mark. He says you, you're asking, but you're doubting. That means two. It means a divided heart. And when we see that, we're not fully, fully trusting the Lord with a divided heart. But of course, again, initially, God gives us a whole heart. Ezekiel 11, 19-21. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take away the stony heart from out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances, and to do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord. So God is seeing, you know, he's saying, this is, I'll give you an undivided heart, but then you have to keep that. You have to keep that. You have to watch over that. You have to guard it and guide it and invest and uh, point it in the right direction. Get into his presence. Get into his word. Take all of that which you have, the very little we have, and say, Lord, it's yours. Whatever you say, whatever you, you say, wherever you send me, I'll go. And then what's the... Um, I say, well, I, I think it was Livingstone. Lord, send me wherever, wherever you want to. I'm coming with you. Just cut me off from anything that ties me with this world. He said, "Oh, glory! Cut me from anything that ties me with this world. I want to serve you." That's wholeheartedness. Give me an undivided heart, O oh Lord. Um, it, it's interesting in the Old Testament again. The Lord knew, Moses knew, the heart was the issue. And if you go through Deuteronomy, you you underline heart, and you'll see, love me with all your heart, follow me with all your heart. And then he brings up this particular, he says, uh, circumcise your heart. That's an interesting thing, because obviously circumcision was just a physical thing to the Jews, but he he was bringing it spiritually and said, look, that which is of the flesh, that which is not, get rid of it, get rid of it. And we'll read that in Deuteronomy 10. Stranger, in giving him food and raiment. Let me therefore, the stranger, 
for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, him shalt thou serve, and to him shalt thou cleave, and swear by his name. He is thy praise, and he is thy God, that hath done for thee these great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. Again, he's, he's asking us to be proactive, taking hold of God's word, which is the sword, and cutting away that which is stiff-necked, which is stubborn, which is bitter, which is rebellious, which causes hardness, which causes uh, a divided heart, uh, going this way and that way, instead of keeping, again, our eyes on him. So cut it off. God longs for us to be wholehearted. You see, all the Old Testament, all the New Testament is always about all your heart, isn't it? What does he say? Love the Lord with all your heart. Obey him with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not any understanding. Turn to me with all your heart. Seek me and find me when you shall seek me with all your heart. Um, praise the Lord with all your heart. Fear the Lord with all your heart. Um, this is not something which we can do half-heartedly. If you do, what happens? Malachi, they said, well, we've had enough of this. We've had enough of, 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 of sacrifices. We have enough of coming to the house of God. We've had enough. Why you've had enough, he said? He's, I'm dialoguing. Tell you why you have enough, because you're bringing rubbish to me, he said. You're bringing half-heartedness. You're bringing the, 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 the leftover sacrifice. He said, that's why you're not having no joy and, and no uh, thrill of it. He said, bring me a whole heart and see what God can do with, with someone who's given their whole heart to him. Um, Psalm 37. The Lord of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slip, shall slide. So there's, again, the, the word of the Lord is in his heart. The word of the Lord. And none of his steps shall slide, shall slip. And uh, we are prone, what's that uh, hymn we, we went on singing very often, but prone to wander, prone to stray. I told you about his testimony the other day. It was self-fulfilling for him, wasn't it? The man who wrote, I come the fount of uh, all thy blessing. Prone to wander, prone to stray. And uh, we are. And the devil's good at putting things in our way, distract us, divert us from our heart. So the, the question again tonight, who has my heart? Where is my heart? How is my heart? God longs for us to get our hearts, guard our hearts, guide our hearts. Say, Lord, here's my heart. Here's my heart, Lord. Oh, I give it to no one else. I give it to nothing else. Keep it, hold it, protect it. Lord, let me uh, keep, you've given me a new heart. Help me keep it clean. Help me keep it soft. And help me keep it whole, whole. And uh, thankfully, he's given us the ability to do that. He's given us the, the weapons, in a sense, the assets and the, and the things to do that. Uh, that's why we, we get into his word, that's why we get into his presence, that's why we get into fellowship, because all those things keeps our, our, our ways, our way right, on the right direction, in, in the right place. So tonight, as we look at our heart, and we'll maybe go through a lot of other exercises, and it's good to stress our heart, isn't it? Sometimes we don't ask ourselves, ask ourselves. Someone said, I'll tell you what's, where, your, where your treasure is, and where your heart is, he said, I'm looking at your bank balance. I'm looking at your bank balance, he said. Where's your money going? It's a good question, isn't it? It's a good question. Uh, and uh, that, that's sometimes we, we, don't, we sometimes don't talk about money so much, but Jesus did, didn't he? He talked about money quite a, quite a bit. Because um, um, in the past, people have said, oh, you just have to people's money. No, really, no. Um, but 
when we are saved, remember, uh, God, where, what are we investing? What are we uh, playing? Where's our heart? So that's our first uh, bit of the heart. And we look at hardness of heart Sunday morning, Pharaoh, um, and see where, what happened with him. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.